Welcome to the It's for Ed podcast. This is episode number four, Women in IT Careers. I am your host, Yusuf Elias, and thank you for joining us today. As you all know, March is Women's History Month, and we wanted to take an opportunity to celebrate the women who are really making an impact in um, IT fields, in LA Unified, and just overall, right? So um, we're so happy uh, to be joined by a group of amazing and dynamic ladies. Um, they're with me here in the studio today. Hello, ladies. Hello. How are you all doing? Doing good. Great. Doing great. Uh, How are you? I'm doing great now that you guys are here and now that I'm on this podcast with you guys. So, um, so for today, we just wanted to uh, get to know you ladies and um, understand, um, learn more about your jobs, understand how you guys got into the world of IT, and hopefully provide a little bit of encouragement and excitement to um, the young ladies uh, out there that are listening to this podcast, you know, ones that want to know a little bit more about IT or, um, you know, hopefully inspire and, and encourage them and, you know, try to get them into um, these fields. Um, so let's start with introductions. So who would like to begin? I'll start. All right, Amanda. My name is Amanda Young, and my title is a school systems manager. And currently my position, um, I supervise the enterprise data management, which uh, basically I, I'm in charge of all the data interface inbound, outbound from vendors, and we have the enterprise reporting, several re enterprise reporting system, including the public facing open data. So um, I'm in charge of all the data. Wow. And I have been with uh, LAUSD and all in IT for 16 years. That is a long time. <laughs> Who's next? Um, I'll jump in. So uh, I'm Linda Perez. I'm currently a senior technical project manager. Uh, I currently implement software projects on the instructional side. I've been more or less a project manager about 10 years. So I've been working on that. And at the district, I've been there for 25 years. So okay. 10 years as a project manager. Okay, maybe we should like not ask you how long you've been working. It's going to give away your ages. So let's just forget that piece. No, I'm just kidding. Too late. <laughs> Too late, okay. And Diana? I'll go next. So I'm Diana Gutierrez. I'm an IT project manager. Um, I've been with the district for 10 years, and particularly throughout my entire career, I've been with asset management. So all the students with devices, I'm the person everyone calls to make sure that schools have enough devices for all their students. Awesome. Um, and um, my name is LaShawn Coleman. I am a um, IT support technician level two. Um, I've been with the district for, um, I would say about 12 years. Um, and seven of those years have been with the IT department. Um, and I've had uh, different levels of, of positions, um, but the one I currently have is the ITST two. And, um, and um, I, I would have to say that in my position is this kind of like, um, like even though it's mainly hardware, um, I um, I'm a jack of all trades. Where well, I work with a little bit of network, I work with a little bit of software, like with the installation of it, maintaining hardware, um, and uh, just just all around about. Um, but mainly just to to keep a lot of the hardware and um, technology going. 
Nice. Awesome. So I heard some project management from Linda and Diana. I heard a lot of enterprise data stuff. That, that sounds really cool. And and sounds like, LaShawn, you do a lot of work with actual hardware and devices as well. So, um, so you guys do a lot of kind of different things um, in the field. So um, one of the things we wanted to talk about is um, how you got started in IT fields. I think there's a lot of pressure on um, students and kids nowadays to uh, have kind of their whole career already planned out for them. And in just talking to you ladies before this podcast and getting to know you, you all have different stories and ended up in this field in, in different ways. So I'd really just, just like to find out how you got started in IT. So um, I'm basically an IT project manager by mistake. <laughs> I never intended to be in, te in the technology field. When I started with the district 25 years ago, uh, I started as a volunteer. So I was in a work program at the East Los Angeles Skill Center. And right there, I had heard about the program where they, uh, you know, you, they did skill development during that time. Uh, I was looking for work. I was unemployed. I had worked for a private uh, fashion merchandising company for five years in which the programs we used were all DOS-based, WordPerfect, Lotus. Mm -hmm. And going out into the job market, the landscape had changed. It had become windows and working with mouse and colorful screens. I needed a job, so I just jumped in, started working with this company. I told them, yes, I knew windows. But when I sat on the desk, I had no idea mm -hmm. how to work a mouse. I quit, I went to East LA Skill Center, got in the program. It required for me to volunteer 32 hours in the week, and then one day just learning uh, Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Access database. I worked at the transportation branch, sorting mail, talking to people, fetching things, until the program director said there was an opening in ITD to work in the Y2K uh, project documentation team. And that's how I went into ITD. So for all of you young listeners out there who don't know, Y2K was year 2000. I know it's like seems like an eon ago, but if you remember, there was a lot of um, code that needed to be changed uh, around the year 2000. So we can go from a two-digit year to a four-digit year. So I know anyone under 30 probably doesn't yeah, remember yeah. this. And there was a lot of panic, too, during that time. There was a lot of panic, so there was a lot of work around Y2K. Okay. So. Right. So I worked there, 450 North Grand. Uh, and from there, the rest is history. The path just geared me towards with my skills that I had, just geared me right into project management. And that's how I got involved in IT project management. That's awesome. crazy. What a story. Because you had no idea you went and you, I don't know anything about Windows, but I'm going to give it a shot. And you put your effort in and look where it landed you now. Yes. You just believed in yourself and went for it. Yes. It was very scary. Um, 
jumping out back into the job market and not having that skill set and the East Los Angeles Skill Center had that program that work placement and from there from volunteer I just became a sub and and then a clerk and then it just worked my way up a lot of it of my knowledge is in ITD um, ITS as we call it now um, and it, that's why I say it's project manager by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so happy you are a project manager by mistake because I, I work with Linda every day and I will attest on this podcast that Linda is absolutely awesome. Thank uh, you. <laughs> um, that, that year of 2000 actually brings back some interesting memory that um, I was working at Oracle, the database company at that time. And there are so many rumors about the year 2000, because before that, mm -hmm. the year only s safe as two digit was uh, zero, zero, because you don't need to, uh, it's always 19 something, right? So you don't need to store the whole four digit, and it's only two digit. So prior to the 2000, everybody is concerned. Your account balance was set to zero. Everything will reset. So there are so many, it's like the end of the war and you have to stay in the company whole day mm -hmm. to make sure that we over the oh year 2000. So That's you worked really at Oracle? Yeah, Amanda? I, I cool. worked for Oracle before. So tell us how you got started in IT. Yeah, I actually, um, I am I'm an immigrant. So I um, immigrated to um, United States only after college. So when I was in Taiwan studying in college, I studied the lab science. So when I immigrated with my family, and at that time I want to continue on the lab science, I want to find a job in lab science, but then I encounter a lot of obstacles. So first um, I need to redo the whole internship, and I need to take the exam again. And for the internship, Taiwan has certain policies, certain rules, you have to in the blur uh, lab for five weeks, so you need to be in re radiology for six weeks. In America, it might, the requirement might be four weeks in blood mm -hmm. and then three weeks in radiology. So because of this difference, I need to redo the whole internship. Mm -hmm. And then I have a twin sister. She is also finished college in Taiwan and immigrated to United States mm -hmm. at the same time. She studied in computer science. And she doesn't have any transition. There's no policy difference. She just continue her IT work in computer science. Then I found out, oh, actually IT is a great um, career for me also because uh, IT, you don't need to worry about policy. And the, even the language, the uh, barrier is not there either. Yeah. C language is still C language. Java is still Java. You don't need to worry about the difference, and you don't need to worry about extra policy or any borders uh, across the countries. So that's why I'm interested in um, IT, and I follow my twin sister's pathway, and also join IT and doing the computer. And I, I, my specialty is in database. I always enjoy data. It's like math, right? It's yes. a universal yes. language, and exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, code, code, code is code. Whether yes. you're doing it here or overseas, or you know, north or south of the border. Yeah, exactly, Excellent. exactly. So I fall in love with IT. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would like to tell us about how they got into IT? Well, um, um, for myself, um, I started off um, just being a parent um, volunteer at my kids' school, uh, elementary school, and I, I noticed that um, 
that they had a computer lab that that hasn't been used um, or occupied by anyone in about six or seven years. And so I started bringing parts from home and refurbishing the computers so the students can be able to 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 have computer lab. And I started doing a schedule, and uh, I, I basically I was you know in between jobs, and I I told um, uh, I told my uh, the the staff there because they were also you know just just asking me to hook up a, a printer here or you know and uh so I'd be there and so I I did that I said okay you know I'm gonna have to start getting paid for this now you know um, I was gonna say that know, yeah I feel a little abused but um but no they they completely understood so so what they did was they gave me a um a uh, what do you call it a um a t a ta position um just to get my foot in the door for LAUSD, and I was TA for the computer lab, but um, from but from there, I always like maintain their computer stuff, um, and um, and then the kids they love me. Like my kids were like my my twins, my, my twins were there. Like I have a twins, um, and they were uh, they would come in the computer lab, and the other kids would follow. I would have pizza for them and stuff. So. Um, uh, then, like from there on, um, there was an opening for ITD, um, and um, I, I left alerts on. And so I actually like took took two um, tests for two positions: the help desk, and then what was considered MCSA, but now it's like the ITST right. level one. Yeah. And um, I passed both of them, and I was like, whichever one like start processing first i'm going to take that one and so the the mcsa um now mm -hmm. itst level right. one um it was the first one and i processed right away and um and from then on like i i just kept going with with the um with the path with LAUSD and the uh, you know with ITD and and now with ITS, um, but I I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Um, I had a lot of people that believed in me and, and I and uh, yeah and, and so now I'm here today. Did your kids get props for uh, their mom being like oh, the definitely. computer? Oh yeah, yes they did. Like they they came in trying to get extra time to play on their little computer games mm -hmm. and I was like okay <laughs> yeah like now you have to go to your class you know but, but yeah and and mainly like they were coming to get pizza because you know kids they, uh -huh. they they love cupcakes and things like that so so they were you know my my kids they're like ah like don't give them any you know, <laughs> like they're not my friend I was like no listen uh -huh. everyone's your friend right you know? but but yeah that's that's how I got my my start um wow LaShawn talk about a triple threat LAUSD uh, LA Unified employee LA Unified Parent, yes, and LA Unified Mom. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's awesome. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm fully indicted, like, into <laughs> LAUSD, indeed. Awesome. Thank you. And a volunteer. And a yes. volunteer. Yes. Absolutely, yes. Yep. yes. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Diana, want to want to tell us how you got started in IT? Sure. So I kind of just fell into it. Um, right after high school, I enrolled in community college. I started taking you know, my general ed, not knowing what I needed to do, but I knew I needed to pay for college. So the opportunity came about. I have a relative that works at LUSD, and there was an internship program. I submitted my application, got the internship. Um, prior to getting an internship, I actually did have to take some computer classes, like your Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, um, some security firewall classes. So I took those. I was able to get my internship. And then honestly, LAUSD was just supposed to pay for college. But in the end, my job turned into my career. For six mm -hmm. years, 
I was in college, so my mornings would start at 5 a.m. to make sure to beat traffic, I would go to work, and then I would have an hour and a half to get back home and go to class. And by the time I got out of class, it was around 10 p.m. at night. By the time you, know, you get home, unwind 12. So my days begin at 5 a.m. and would end at 12 p.m. and I did that for six years consistently. And um, my supervisor at the time were very helpful in making sure I had you know, a balance between my schedule with school and work. It, it really made a difference. Yeah. I really needed their support to get through that. Um, and then I graduated college and I was still, you know, since I started as an intern, I was able to be pulled in all sorts of directions. So I worked with budget and contracts and asset management, mobile device management, and I worked with division of instruction, just all departments. I was able to, you know, get my, my hands in all sorts of areas. So that I really was just a sponge absorbing everything. And then it just continued and I just promoted after, you know, one position after another. And now I'm an IT project manager. You know, we hear a lot about, you know, um, women in STEM careers and like coding's like the big thing now, you know, and there's an encouragement of coding. But, you know, you guys kind of are a testament to that. You know, you don't need to be a coder to get into IT. That's not your only way to to get in there. So what I'd like to do is maybe ask you guys a little bit more. Um, so enterprise data management, project management. Um, um, like, what do you guys actually do? What does your day look like? Um, you know, give like the young ladies listening to this podcast a sense of what, you know, your daily activities are. Oh, I can start. Um, I mean, um, well, because I just came from um, from our headquarters uh, for LAUSD, and my my typical day is um, going into a ticketing system and um, just seeing who needs technical help, and um, and I, I I schedule appointments with that person, and and you know just and then just for a visit because um, it could be something that that I can help them with, or that it may be something that that another department can, but I go there just to see um, if I can help, if I can help them get them, you know, get them back are on you, track of working with. Are you helping them on software, hardware? It, are um, you helping them everything. on? Um, it, that's, that's why, um, you know, I was stating earlier that it's almost like you're a jack of all trades because you're going to have to know a little bit of networking. You're going to have to know a little bit of software. You're going to have to also know the hard, um, hardware, um, even like, um, a database, so you have to have have familiarity. Excuse me, familiar. You have to be familiar with different things um, in order to to help someone because they they just know that they need they needed to work. Um, with if, maybe if it's Outlook, um, their emails, um, their computer is not connected to the internet. Um, you know, like it's it's a broad thing. You know, like maybe their computer isn't turning on. That's that could be hardware. You know, it could be software related. So. So that, um, so in detail, um, you know, that's that's basically what what I um, what I do is I, I just I just go and I I try to help people to my best of ability um, to to get them back working um, and get their technology working and 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 that's that's what I I take pride and happiness in is is trying to like help them resolve their issues and of, and of course that takes a lot of soft skills too the ability to be able to just talk to people 
communicate and, and things like that, right? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Now, I know Linda and um, Diana are project managers. Mm -hmm. So tell us what goes into managing projects. What, like, what does that mean? What does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? So on a day-to-day, -day, uh, you have your meeting scheduled during the week. You're basically a liaison between the technical and the business, right? So you represent the project to the business and you oversee all the activities on the technical side. What is the business, Linda? Like, I know what a business is, but I mean, we're in education. What is the business? The business is um, all those software projects. All the software applications you see on the internet, um, the enrichment, the Fender, the unified enrollment, that's the business side. That's trying to register kids to all these special programs or into the school. You need a software for it. So you need a platform where parents are going to go and register their children. And it's backed up by a lot of policies from the district. So as a project manager, you need to get those ideas from the business, which would be, for example, division of instruction, and try to form those ideas, goals for the software platform into a plan. What is it that they're trying to achieve? What's the timeline? What's the scope? And we need to do it within the budget. And what's the budget? As as fast forward, we move on to when the project's running, you just have to oversee all the, the pieces. So then there's development, there's design, there's testing of the software. In addition to, you need to integrate the business, right? Our division of instruction um, people, they need to come and also test the software, make sure that they're okay with it. Um, and make sure that you have a change management in place, right? Who's gonna send out the communications to the parents? Who's gonna train the parents? You take all those different teams that are across the business and the IT, bring them together, integrate it into a plan, and uh, that'll make your full project. And along the way, you identify your risk because there is no project I've been that runs into um, issues or there's risk defined. You know, something always happens. You know, there might be um, lack of funding or there will be, you know, scope creep. You know, something mm -hmm. happens. Oh, can you add this? And it's so easy from the perspective of the business side. It might seem very simple to add, but on the technical side where you know, it's being run on the back end, There's, it's a lot more intricate. So you have to manage all of that. And it takes a lot of communication and that's one of the most important things that you need to communicate um, these issues both to our technical leadership, our business side leadership, because no one likes to be hit by surprise. And then you also need their support, right? Yeah. These are our sponsors. Right. They are supporting mm -hmm. us. Um, so that's what the day-to-day -day looks like. Cool. And just to add on to that, so for project management, it's really scope, budget, schedule, right? What is the goal? 
what what is the purpose of the project what is our budget to make sure that's done and then what is the timeline so a lot I would say a lot of um, for project management a lot of it is following up and following through you're constantly having to coordinate um, for myself I work for asset management so I'm overseeing the computing devices so the laptops the Chromebooks the iPads that um, students are using for learning and also you know teachers I need to make sure that we order the right amount of devices, then to make sure that our vendor can configure them in time, distribute them to schools, then our, our technicians are out there assisting schools with distributing those devices, using Remedy to check them out, and then making sure all of that is captured in our data. And it's just this cycle. So we have to make sure all the community devices are up to date, and it's just year to year, and schools will tell us, you know, we're, we're actually short, but then we refer to our numbers, and there's a discrepancy, because our numbers show something different. So then we're constantly, following up with the schools and making sure your inventory reflects your current need. But I, I would, to keep it simple, I would just say it's a lot of follow up and follow through, escalating things, meeting with stakeholders, seeing where the bottleneck is, and just making sure that we're always on on schedule. Mm -hmm. And managing expectations. And managing expectations. And right. Like Belinda said, like it's, it's mainly just communication between all parties that are involved in, right? Yeah, the PM right. is not the expert in anything. <laughs> 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 we, we rely a lot on the technical experts mm -hmm. on to let us know, right, what, what's the best path. And then communicate that across all teams. By the way, I just jumped online and I trademarked a saying, and now it's going to be on bumper stickers everywhere. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Diane. I think you just made me a millionaire. What is it? What, what, follow up, follow through. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're gonna, you trademark how right awesome now. is it? I've never heard follow up, oh, follow through. It's been instilled in me my entire life. That I've always been told follow up and follow through because you can send an email and right. it could just sit there, but did you follow up? That's on your responsibility to make sure that task gets done. Yes, you need someone else to assist, but you need to follow up and follow through. Don't just let it go. Because then you won't get it. Trademark anywhere. that before, That's right, before <laughs> use of those. Yes. Like, Can I get a percentage? <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. There's no documentation that this was ever said. We'll just, we'll just delete this podcast after we're done. With it. I, think I've, I think I've built my retirement strategy. Oh, oh my gosh. Follow up, follow up and follow through. We are through. here. Yes. So I you're going to have to. You can't edit that. Spread. Okay, Spread may, the okay maybe Spread. I'll cut you guys in. Okay, maybe thank I'll cut you, you guys in. All right. <laughs> follow up and follow through. Awesome. So, Amanda, tell us a little bit about enterprise data management. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like sounds so wrong. cool. It sounds so like, I don't know, so difficult, so yeah. overwhelming. Like, what is enterprise data management? <laughs> yeah, I would say in the past, there's a phrase say knowledge is the power. And now I will say knowledge resides on the data. So data is the power. Mm. And as the second largest uh, unified school district in the United States, Los Angeles, the LAUSD handled the data is massive. Mm -hmm. And uh, the requirement actually is uh, we need to provide the support, the data support to all level people. Right, including the central office people, they might have more time to do more further analysis. And we need to provide data to the front end, the very front end instructor teachers. Their main work is teach the kids, not looking at the computer and spend hours to see the data. We need to give the data within two seconds and give them exactly what's the action item to take. This student is absent today and it's the first period you need to follow up 
follow up and follow through <laughs> right there. Right, so this kind of information. So we are always um, need to handle both the hardware and the software part. Uh, it includes uh, many level, the network, the database, the OS team, the software, the business intelligence to make sure the it's scalable, it's uh, performance well, so that we can provide the data to all level of the um, LAUSD staff in the timely manner. So how much data are we talking about here? Yeah, if we are talking about data warehouse, we have more than 20 years of student data, so terabytes. Wow. And sometimes it's petrobytes. So our data is huge. And it's a lot of, um, it's a, like a treasure there, right there. So a lot of other institutes, they also partnership with us to do research because this is a very valuable data that so it's we only, collect. So it's only 20 years? I graduated from LA Unified <laughs> in 91. So good thing my <laughs> data isn't uh, in there. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, um, LA Unified, is now and i and i think has been for you know the last decade or so very much a data driven yes. um school district and our new superintendent has you know um has on a regular cadence the opportunity to meet with his meet with his principals meet with his senior leadership team and really look at um, the data and, and yes. what I do know is that there's a lot of data coming into this district and yes. I think Amanda what you do is um, kind of pull that together Correct. and help folks visualize that data so that Correct. they can make decisions based yes. on it. Exactly right. Data yeah. become information and information need to be action driven. Yeah. So Amanda's kind of like an air traffic controller for data, <laughs> and, yes. and like and, and Linda and <laughs> Diane are they're, they're kind of air traffic controllers for you know um, projects and budgets and scopes and schedules and all of that kind of stuff, yeah. And then and Lashawn's like that air traffic controller that just makes sure that one plane land safely right that one person gets that personalized attention that personalized support and at the end of the day gets their problem resolved right and and just listening to everyone's story um, it just seems like it was destined to like for you to get into IT altogether like like you know there's no accidents like there you know like like you know there was no hurdles to stop you you know and then, then you follow the path of like what you thought was going to be something but it, it turned out to be now your career you know and and you know and mine's too like I I never knew that I was going to get into to IT and I had a I um like I had a hard time with with getting into the field, you know, because of certain biases. Um, so, um. so let's 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 talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about you know this, you know, March is Women's History Month. Let's talk about some of the adversity that you guys um, kind of went through in your in 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 your careers. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, I, I guess I'll, um, I'll continue on. Um, uh, for myself, um, I I have um, like like for for being in the te IT field, uh, they want you to have technical certifications, and um, and uh, um, maybe years ago I've I've had maybe three under my belt. And I was still going to school, and um, in and trying to obtain maybe associates, um, and um, even with that. 
um, I, I look good on paper. Like I, I had my certs um, and my resume um, actually allowed me to get that interview for that, that position with the company. And as soon as I would go into the interview, um, they uh, they would take one look at me and they would either, um, and I, I have watched like the hiring manager of that department, like basically tell like the receptionist, oh no, like, like no. Um, and then she would come back to me and say, Oh, you know the, the position's been filled, but um, but I'm there for an interview. I was scheduled for an interview, and then um, and it was like one, one um, one company or uh, one position. Um, I went, and the woman she came back and said, you know, um, I don't think IT, you know, is really a good, you know, like uh, uh, I guess fit for you. You know, maybe she's going to, you know, we have a customer service position available, and I said, no, I I came for this position, I applied for this position, and you guys called me in for an interview. If you didn't want me here, then then I could have stayed home. But just that alone, um, it felt like it was it was strenuous, and it, and it, and it kind of like set me back a little bit, but I kept going. Something inside of me just said, no, look, like I'm not gonna have these people justify what position I wanna have in, you know, in my professional career, um, like what job did I know I qualify for and stop me from doing that because it is very discouraging. Um, you know, and, and just, just being in IT alone. And I know the women here could attest that that, you know, it's very male driven. Um, and we, we see male, all the, you know, we see males that is, is very heavy. And so when, when you walk in the room, you know, people, they're going to assume that you are a guy, you know, or, or you know, are you going to look, look a certain way? You're going to look like a geek. You're going to have the glasses with the high white socks with the <laughs> flooding pants, you know, with suspenders. I don't know, like, what they're, they're, yeah, exactly, you know, just the stereotypes. But um but that that has been some of the uh, and then then earlier on um like in while I was in high school um one of my my um you know I've gone to the college guidance counselors and um and um because I I actually wanted to go into chemical engineering and um and I I told no you know I want to be a chemical engineer and then she said you know um um I don't think you know that that would, you know you really make it there like you should go into nursing um, even wow. though I had the grades, um, I was always still, I was really good at science and, and math at the time. But then when I, I got into chem, when I got to engineering, I, I found that, uh, maybe I, I don't like it, but, <laughs> but like, like, you know, just, just like, just on a side note, like, um, like, you know, you, you really want people to encourage you and to keep you motivated, but sometimes you're not going to have that. You need to just be that encouragement and motivation for yourself. Mm. That's great advice to, to, to young ladies out there. Be that encouragement for yourself. Awesome. Does anyone have any kind of similar stories or any other challenges that they've, that they've felt along the way? Well, it's it, it's not a story it's just a little funny um i was sitting in an area a heavy transited area on the floor and the cubicles surrounding you know next to me my neighbors were all male uh i was the only female there and there was a visitor and came to see a, a certain director that was sitting close by wasn't even in front of the director's office and this visitor came right away and assumed I was the secretary. He oh. says, oh, are you the secretary? Wow. 
Yes. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not the secretary, but I can find <laughs> out, like, you know, who helps this person's calendar. That is kind of funny because usually the secretary is, like, in the front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know for sure, like, your, your, your desk was, like, you know, towards, like. He went towards me because I was the fem only female in the area. Oh. Oh he didn't God. even ask the guy that was sitting in front of the <laughs> You should have just told him, no, I'm not the secretary. I run this show. That's right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was just a little funny something. Yeah. But. yeah. It's just, just like the yeah, it's a, t a stereotype. Yeah. I, I also think for young girls that want to pursue IT, yes, it's a very male-dominant space, but I think don't get in your head too much about it because I've been in meetings where I'm the only female, and I'll be like, oh, and I'll, I'll pay too much attention to that and thinking, oh, I... My, my voice is going to be trumped or I, I should just stay quiet. But no, if you have something to say and you are confident in what you do, just speak up. Don't get in your head. It, it is what it is. If anything, you're showing anyone that doubts you that you're, you and other girls are more than capable right. of being in that space. That's yeah. right. Because right. I've noticed I've, I, I've dimmed myself or I've gone quiet, but I have input. But I'm like, no, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. But then it's like, who does that benefit? Nobody. If anything, I'm bringing the solution to the table, whatever yes. we're trying to put together, then just, you know, staying quiet about it. So I say don't get too much in your head. Mm, that's great advice. That's great advice. Um, do you guys think it's, you know, you've all, like, I don't even want to count how many years of experience you guys have. Like, I don't know, 50, 60 years of experience. I think you've heard it already. Huh? <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, Linda. Uh, do you, um, you guys have a lot of, like, combined experience, and you've been in IT, all of you, for quite a while. Seem like it's getting better. Do you, do, do you see more women entering the field? Do you see some of these barriers that we talked about earlier beginning to break down? Yeah, I think I do see more and more women join the IT and really take the leadership, not just the um, entry-level work or like something very routine, like what stereotype thing that girls are good for routine work and very tedious and detail-oriented. But I see more and more women join ITD and do a lot of ITS and do a lot of creativity work and also do take the leadership like the project management. And also I see the people who mentor those young girls also give them more opportunity and help them yeah i mean all of you guys are 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 leaders in your fields too and right. you know motivating and 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 you know hopefully inspiring um yeah i think we are there. given more opportunities Nice. Now, yeah, right. yeah, you are right. You are right. It it, it has gotten better. Um, right. Um, I still think we could do more, though. Yes, yes we <laughs> yes. can always do better, more. But yeah, we can. Mm -hmm. we because can. I share with Diana, I've been in in meetings where it's all male, and I have had those same thoughts as she has. Um, it could get intimidating, um, but I would like to see more women in those roles. Um, in the IT, because there's like, it's like a, a lot equal. more, yeah. Like yes, yeah, so, like like I mean, do you? Because so you want to see it like as a level type of playing field or ground? Because like it seems like like we're just outnumbered, and in in and sometimes like like Diana was saying um, that that you that you, you know you and you know Linda also like like you know you feel like your voice. Uh, kind of like goes beyond like by the, the shadows or or is being trumped over and you get a little intimidated 
um, you know. And then, you know, sometimes you, men, they look at you like, ah, she don't know what she's talking about, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I think knowledge is power. Absolutely. Because then they see your value and what you bring to the table. You're, right. you're contributing, you have things to say, you're an expert in your area, then they'll start listening to you. Aside from just being a female, I also had to deal with, I, I came in at 19 years old, so all my colleagues were a lot older than me, and so it was like, you're a kid, and I would hear them refer to me mm -hmm. as a kid, and I'm like, okay, we need to change this narrative. <laughs> and so I just, I just focused on my work, I just studied it, and then when it came to having to say something, oh, now they were listening because I was bringing value. So I wasn't the kid anymore. Also, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, no, no. We want Diana on our team because she's really going to contribute. Yes. So things change. So, yeah, it's all about perspective, and it's also just having the confidence in yourself. Yeah. Never underestimate the power of a, of a young person. That's one yeah. thing. <laughs> Di Diana gave some um, kind of some advice for young girls um, earlier. Do you, do you guys have some more advice for young girls out there? I know there's, I know there's some moms around the table right now too. Um, what's what's advice you'd give your own kids or your own daughters or, you know, some of those LA Unified girls out there that are listening to this podcast? The advice I give, um, and also I've given this advice to my my own daughter, and now she's going into the IT field, um, and hopefully she'll be working with LAUSD soon. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I I told her to um, to never be afraid of learning, and you're gonna continue to learn. Don't get intimidated. Believe in yourself. Um, you have to find. It's almost kind of like like you know. Um, you know, people, they're gonna look at you. They're gonna judge you no matter where you go or who or who it is. Like, it, it can even be women. There's not just men. There's women, too, that, that share, like, in those type of stereotype, typical biases and things like that. Um, but you still have to have to keep pushing through. You have to keep, um, you know, just just like, like Diana was saying, like, you know, just, um, once you once you like have an idea and you have to just go through it and and then they're gonna start listening to you because they're gonna know that you that you bring value mm -hmm. it's only so 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 long that they can just stop that value you know because you're gonna solve some problems they're gonna you know end up hurting themselves so they're gonna start you know welcoming you so so just keep educating yourself never stop um, and and always love yourself I agree with that I think there's enough people that are doubting you and don't add yourself to that count. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Awesome, any other kind of closing um, remarks for our young ladies out there? Yeah, I, I, when I was thinking about the obstacle that um, such, some challenge that outside people are giving us, I, I was thinking to myself, I think I give myself more limitation than any other, other people else. So when I was about to join IT, I was thinking, oh, that seems to be very stressful work. Mm -hmm. And as a, a woman, that it seems we should focus more on the family. So if when the work is very stressful, when you are, when you have, a, um, it's like what they say, the candle was burning both sides, mm -hmm. that career and the family. It seems a lot of time we give uh, ourselves too much burden that we stop ourselves first That's before true. even, yeah, we think about that as a woman, we shouldn't do this uh, too challenge or too competitive or too stressful work. We should spend more time on family. We don't need to get, get into this kind of uh, yeah. um, work uh, area. Right. But actually, IT has a very broad vision. 
right? That's a, th there's a, a very large range that it's a very different area that you can join. You can join network, you can join software, you can be project manager, you can be business analyst. Mm -hmm. And we, everybody has some strengths uh, that you need to find out if your strengths fits any of the area in IT. Yeah. That that's the, your um, enthusiastic, that will be the best career that you have. You enjoy what you are doing. That's yeah. right. Many themes we heard here, ladies. I was kind of taking notes and <clears throat> reflecting on all the things that we heard and all the great advice um, we have for our young ladies out there. Really just believe in yourself, work hard. We heard a lot of talk about being persistent and um, just heard about keep educating yourself, keep moving forward and keep, you know, that education piece is absolutely key. So. For our young ladies out there, keep believing in yourselves, keep working hard, stay persistent, and just stay in school, keep educating yourself so you can move your careers forward and move your lives forward. Yes. Many thanks to LaShawn, Diana, Linda, and Amanda. Ladies, you are incredible. You are IT leaders. And I will tell you absolutely that this district is very lucky to have four dynamic women for dynamic personalities like Aww. yourselves <laughs> um, thank you, sir. so thank, thank you for joining me so um, for all our listeners out there um, thank you for joining us and um, we'll be back again for the it's for ed podcast thank you ladies thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you.